0: and the church this church is that we uh we believe in the word of god we believe in the order of god the word of god we we don't um, think that we should um we should uh get out of the scriptures uh we should have uh our own ideas um but we believe in being instructed and being led of god in the word of god and you can look around today and we um we're in trouble. The church is in trouble because um there's no um no truth. Remember that scripture last week? Um was it Ose where there was no um what scripture did we use? There was no truth, no mercy or knowledge of God in the land. There's three things. There was no, we had that scripture, remember? No truth. You should have written that down. And uh, where is it? There's, I can't hear you. Jose, could you turn that quickly for us right there? There was, uh, yes, uh, God had a uh, a controversy. We find that um, God was pretty upset with, um, with, with the nation of, of Israel. God was pretty upset with the nation. And uh, because they had departed from the truth, they had departed from the word of God. They, they thought the priest was mad. The spiritual man was was uh, mad. And Israel would not listen. Judah and Israel would not is it up there. I Put it on the board for me. Hosea yeah. chapter 4. Verse um one. verse one. Read that for me. Now let's all read. Let look at it. Wait a minute. Let's all read. Look at it. Here. Hear the word of the Lord. What what are you supposed to hear? hear the, word. the word of the Lord. Not the not the word of man. What what are you hearing? My word or God's word. It's supposed to be the word of God. Hear the word of the of the Lord. So Uh, Someone someone might stand up and say, hear my word. You don't have to hear his word or hear her word. It's the word of God that we need today. I can talk all I want to unless I have the word of God then you don't have to listen to me. So um, Hosea chapter four, verse one says here. The word of the Lord. Now, what is the word of the Lord? If I if I'm saying here the word of the Lord or the prophet. Well, uh, what is the word of the Lord? Then he went on. He says, "You children, listen. You children of Israel. Who was he? Who was he directing the, uh, the word of the Lord to? The children of Israel. Just like today, I'm directing the word of the Lord to this little congregation, and possible those that <coughs> will listen to to me by the way of uh, uh, media or so. But you're supposed to hear." Pay attention. Jesus said blessed are your ears for the hear. Your eyes for the see. You've got to hear the word. Before you have faith. Because faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So the all important thing is to hear. The word of the Lord. You children of, um, of Israel. For for notice here, God was a. Uh, God was upset with them and they didn't even know it. Just like over in the um, New Testament you can jump over into the New Testament in Revelation, the seven churches in Asia and God was upset with them. God had found a lot of stuff with uh, with five of those churches that that was very wrong and they didn't even know. see you sometimes uh, <clears throat> God can be upset with you and you don't even know you still, Happy and merry and enjoying yourself, but you don't even know that God's upset with you, yeah. unless the Word of God tells you. Unless you are, are, are turn your life around and begin to pay attention. Like Sister Mary was saying, it's her birthday, but she wanted to hear the Word of God. So she's uh, her birthday didn't take her out of church. Her birthday brought her all the way from Las Vegas to be in church. Isn't that amazing? She didn't. Uh, she didn't. Uh, get out of church and we, we didn't know Brother Emmanuel and his wife, his beloved wife, would be here today. I didn't, I have no idea uh, until I received the call that they were on their way here this morning. But um, then she just revealed to us it was her birthday and she wanted to be in church. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. See, she was at the beach or somewhere down there, the ocean while admiring the great, um, the great creation like the song was singing. He made the stars. He made the sun, he made the moon, but he made you also. And God made you, but he's not finished with you as yet. He's still working on you. There used to be a song where it took him just a week to make the sun, the stars, the moon. But uh, look how long it's taking for God to still working. Because the moon and the sun and the star and creation is not in the image of God. But you and I are being made like God, into his image. See, so that perfection that God has, uh, that, um, that God is working in you. <clears throat> so back to um, Hosea said, chapter 4, he said God had a controversy um, uh, with the inhabitants of the land. And uh, Sister Joni gave me a definition last week. What was it? The word controversy. A charge, Right a lawsuit, indictment, they were indicted, see, and every one of us this morning has got that charge against us. Now, if you, um, if there's a charge against you, you have to go to court, right? You're summoned or you're charged with an offense or, or so uh, violating a statute of the United States or the city of Merced, you will have to go and answer those charges and only a judge could clear you. A lot of us uh, don't understand that when you violate, make a, a, a crime or something, you have to go before a judge, and unless that judge clear you, judge clear you, still be uh, violating. That that charge is still hanging over you. So it says that uh, for the Lord at a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, there was a charge. Did they clear it up? Did they answer it? Did they uh, go to God and said, "Please forgive me. I'm I'm sorry. See repentance. I'm sorry." Because when you repent, then you, you're, um, you're making right that which was wrong. Uh, and there's a price to be um, paid. There's a penalty, but you cannot pay. it. There's no one can pay for the sins and the crimes that we have committed. But God also make a provision uh, for not only does he charge you, but he made a provision where you can pay for it. And uh, the pay that God demands is the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, the righteous uh, son of Almighty God that gives us and uh, pay the price and satisfy, satisfy divine justice. God has to be satisfied. So here now, Israel, did they pay our, our answer to the charge and God sets them free? No, they did not. They, they did not. But what did they do? What did they do when God sent... Uh, The price of redemption. That could be paid to settle that controversy. 2,000 years ago Christ came. That could have settled that. They could have uh, easily have settled. The uh, controversy that God had against them. uh, Over there in Hosea. But they did not instead away with him. We will not have this man to rule over us. Crucify him. You understand what they did? And let his blood Uh, Be upon us and our children forever. So that price is not settled. But God opened up the way of redemption. See. Uh, He came unto his home. And his own received him not. Then he opened up the door. Why? So as many as receive him. Whether Jews or Gentiles. Bonds or free. uh, Doesn't matter who you are. As many as receive him. To them gave he the power. To become the sons of God. See there was a. Uh, uh, there was a controversy against the old world because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You sinned, I sin, and we could not pay the price. None could give uh, to God uh, uh, that price, the redemptive price for your sins. No, no one could redeem your brother like we were hearing this morning, test sister Angie testifying about her sister. That's good. But did you know that uh, her, her blood could not redeem her. Our blood cannot redeem her brothers and her sisters. It's only the blood, one blood. Only the blood of Jesus Christ that can redeem us and set us free. So when not only did God as a charge against Israel, but he provide a price for their redemption. Can you imagine your charge? And, and, and yet the judge provide your your price uh, to set you free. And that's what God did when he sent his only begotten son uh, into the world. Then he goes on, he said, here was the charge. Notice here, here was the charge. Now, does these, these charges still exist uh, over the world, over the churches today? Here was the charges. What were the charges? One, there was no truth. Just go ahead and read it right there. There was no truth. No truth. So, uh, remember Christ came. He was the way and the truth. And the life. He is the truth. He is the way. So if we don't have that today. Uh, we, um, uh, we are just in the same position. Like Israel. Or like the nations. Said there was no truth. No mercy. Now God provides a mercy every day. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Great is the faithfulness of God. Did you know every morning? The, the fact that you wake up this morning the fact that you're here it's the mercy of god is god has mercies and his mercies extend beyond the heavens it's higher than the heavens and you can be uh, uh, uh you can be living in that mercy we are living in that mercy of god or the also the grace of god the mercy and the grace of god uh, that's why paul says uh, mercy grace mercy and peace be unto you that's that that's what's uh, bestowed upon every one of us today, grace, mercy, and, and truth. Then it goes on. Not only there's no truth, no mercy, but notice the third one says, nor knowledge. The knowledge of the word of God, knowledge of who God God is. We were singing how great he is. A lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people don't even believe that there's a God. Uh, a lot of people don't believe that we were created by, by God. And... Uh, they don't give him the honor. They don't praise him. They don't uh, believe that uh, he exists. Uh, they see the sun, but God didn't make it. Man is going to the moon. Uh, man does it all by himself. We don't need God. See, but uh, the song says how great he is. And there's no knowledge. That means they're ignorant. We have knowledge about uh, everything else. See, good education. Uh, you go, you know, natural stuff. You know about the world. Politics, you know about commerce, you know about religion, but you don't know about God. See no knowledge. Who is God? So a man bowed down and many nations and they'll worship animals. They'll worship, uh, they'll, they'll go in the wilderness and cut down a tree and carved an image and say that's my God. They'll count little beads. Can you imagine little shells? You're by the ocean. They'll pick up little shells and string it up and begin to count it. Uh, do you understand there's no knowledge how far we are from God? When there's no knowledge, it shows that our ignorant, we are from God. And uh, they, uh, and it goes on. You see, man will make a a, 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 a carving. Uh, you see that all the time. You go to countries, you can buy uh, little carvings out of mud, clay, or so on. And that's representing a God. And you put it up there. And they have it there. And they, will, they bow down and worship him. Make idols out of gold. Or out of silver, and they will worship that. Why not? Uh, because there is no knowledge of God. They they don't know. Man doesn't know who who God really is. I I want you to find me the scripture in knocks the unknown God. See, so um uh you you there's no knowledge of God in the land. Why not? Because the uh, spiritual man uh, perish. The man that has the knowledge of God, they they. Uh, they, they crucified, they martyred, they martyred the priests, they martyred the, 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 the prophets, those that had the word of God. They killed them. Jeremiah was let down uh, and finally down the road he probably was killed. Isaiah was sawn. See, he was sawn uh, in two and all of the prophets, all of the, prof- the prophets, all of the prophets were uh, crucified or martyred. Look at the, uh, the disciples. What happened beside John? All of them were martyred. Uh, They crucified the Son of God. So there was no knowledge. When God raised a man up, they crucify him. Did you know that? When God raised a man with the Word of God, what happened to him? Uh, He was crucified, uh, martyred, uh, uh, run out of town. Something happened to him, and that's why truth is perished in the land. When a man of God has the truth and is slain or is destroyed then truth is perished. Because God uh, puts truths in his servant. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Without a man of God, you don't have the truth. You've got to have a man of God. That's why he is given to the church. Apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Perfecting because it's truth that makes you perfect. Without truth, you'll never be perfect. <coughs> Excuse me. So, Paul, in the book of Acts, the uh, chapter 17, look at that, in chapter 17, uh, verse, put that up there, and I'll, I'll come back to this here. But go to Acts chapter 17, verse 22, back up for me right there, says, then Paul, verse 22, then Paul, notice, notice, go back up a little bit more for me, right there. Uh, it says l- look at the verse 21 for time says for all the Athenians and strangers uh, which were there spent uh i think i i think i wanted does it say the unknown god what verse okay for all the Athenians and uh, uh strangers uh which were uh, uh spent which were there they spent all their time notice here uh in nothing else. Look how you're wasting time. And what What is your time? What what do you spend your time about? Huh? Uh, your, your, your time you talk about the pastor. Talk about the church. Run the church. Look how you're wasting your time. See that's not true. You, you, you're losing time. Uh, you're wasting time. Your time is very precious. The Bible said you should redeem the time. Because the days are evil. So it says all the Athenians. Uh, and strangers which were there. Spent. Their time in nothing else uh, but either to tell or to hear some new thing. But I like that gossiping, talking in, and telling something. I didn't say that. That's what the Bible says. It's in your book. How you can waste time and you miss God. Uh, It depends on the company you're in. Uh, You can be in a company that makes you miss God. And it feels good. Oh, you're laughing and you're caring. But on the day of judgment, that person is not going to stand with you. Uh, you have to answer to God for yourself. And you cannot get away from the truth, from the mercy and knowledge. You have to still have to know it. You still have to know who God is. Otherwise, you'll be in the final resurrection. So it says that um, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill. And said, and there's a there's a real Mars Hill. I've been there. I stood on Mars Hill. Okay, I did. I, uh, there's a real Thessalonica. I went there. I, so, uh, some years back, many years back. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, He men of Athens, he's talking to the men of Athens over there in Greece. I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. You tell somebody that, they get upset. But the only way you're going to save someone is to tell them the truth. See, you don't, you don't save someone by telling them lie or compromising. And that's what was going on Why there was no truth. Uh, Because the preachers was telling the people a lie. They were telling them that they're good when they're really bad. See, they were telling that they were up when they're really down. You've got to tell the word just like it is. Otherwise, you become a false prophet. If you tell something contrary to what it is, you become a false prophet. So the Athenians love to hear lies. Love to hear things that was not true. Oh, they just get tickled when somebody tell a big story, a big lie. And he says... Uh, Paul was there and he says, go back to 22. He says, then Paul stood in the midst of Marzil. What a bold man he was. God's got to give men and women of God courage. Otherwise, the work of God goes on there. Somebody has got to stand up. See, when everybody's falling, when everybody's compromising, when everybody's running away, someone has to stand and speak it like exactly like God has it. Otherwise, nobody would be saved. So Paul, what did he do? Yeah, he didn't run away. He didn't stay home. He didn't go and hide. But he stood up. Somebody help me. He stood up in the midst of Marseille Among the idols. Among uh, those that just love to hear stories. And now he's going to declare the truth. He's going to put the truth where they don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear a lie. Said He said, you men of Athens, I perceive... That in all things, that's discerning. I perceive. You see that? That's discerning. I perceive that in all things uh, you are too superstitious. Well, that's a uh, superstition didn't bring you anywhere close to God. They had a spirit, but it was not the anointing. It was not the spirit of God. Superstition. And verse twenty-three says, "For notice, as I passed by, he was just walking around, just arrived. He said." Uh, As I passed by and beheld your devotions, that means they were worshipping. Can you imagine worshipping, but you don't know who you're worshipping? Jesus told the Samaritans when they said our fathers worship in this mountain. Jesus said, but they don't know what they're worshipping. See, you can be worshipping, but you don't know what you're worshipping. You don't know God. You don't have a knowledge of God. To worship God in spirit and in truth, you've got to have a knowledge of God. And it has to be taught to you. You've got to be in a church under a ministry that has the truth. That's putting forth the word of God like it is. That it's uh, explaining the word of God. So when Paul passed by, he beheld their devotions. What what's devotion? Worship. They had church. They had worship. You can have church. You can have worship, but but uh, it's not the truth. It's not. Uh, there's no mercy there. There's no knowledge of God. There's no understanding of Almighty God. So, uh, he saw their worship, their devotion. Then he found, look what he did. He found an altar. He found an altar. With this inscription. But remember now that that was not the altar of God. See, that was not the true altar. See, that was not the the true altar. Because the true altar is Jesus Christ. God wasn't there. Jesus Christ was not there. The Holy Spirit was not there. See, and Paul went And he saw an altar uh, with an inscription to the unknown God. And you can walk around in our country and around the world today. And you might not see the word written. But you can see in the spirit that uh, there is written all over to the unknown God. Because there's a lot of false worship. Worshipping gold and silver and idols. Revelation tells you. The Bible tells you that. See. He said that uh, an altar written an in inscription to the unknown God. That means that there was no knowledge. Okay? You write to the unknown God. There was no truth. They don't, in other words, what we're saying that we know there's a God, but we don't know him. And most everybody knows that there's a God, but to know him. Do you know him? Do you understand him? Do you know his ways? You know there's a God. Like we were singing, he made the stars. Somebody made it the sun, moon, and star. But do we know this God that made the heavens and the earth? Do we know this God that's filled with mercy and grace and truth? Do we know this God that's all powerful? Do we know this God that sent his only begotten Son, Jesus, in the world to save the world and to redeem us from evil? See, there he says, To the unknown God. So Paul says that I'm here. The reason why I'm here is to explain him to you, is to introduce him to you. The reason why I'm on my feet this morning is to introduce to you this unknown God that you might uh, kneel down and pray and even worship in your devotion, but you don't know him. He has never revealed himself to you. He's never talked to you. You never understood, as uh, as Sister Obadiah said, that uh, you have to have someone that can Break and introduce this unknown God to you. So Paul said, you've been worshipping him. You've been worshipping him, but ignorantly, without knowledge. You've been worshipping him, but you don't know what you're doing. You don't understand. It's like you're going on a job, and you're doing the job, a job, but you're doing it wrong. See, Uh, uh, when you should be putting up a window, you're putting up a, 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 a set of bricks to block the window. It means you don't know what you're doing. See, you're not a skilled uh, worker that understood. You words you're not trained. Uh, you will never sit long enough at the feet of Jesus Christ or at the feet of a man of God. So you are known. Oh, you say, but I've been preaching years and years. You can take a verse of scripture and quote it. Anybody can quote a, a scripture when you memorize it. Even a little child can memorize a chapter. Doesn't make you anointed or a man of God. You've got to have a revelation of who God really is. That's what is lacking today. We don't have a revelation. We're preaching, but we're talking about a God we don't know. We don't experience Him. And when I cannot trust God and ask God to guide me every day, and I'm afraid and I, 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 I'm afraid to declare the Word of God, I don't know God. Because when you know God, there's no fear. Because you know that He, he that keepeth is, uh, Israel neither slumber nor sleep. God that watches over all creation. Nothing take God by surprise. And nothing can harm you. The Lord says. I am with you always. even unto, Can you believe that? Even unto the end of the world. See uh, it says that greater is he. Can you believe that the one that is inside of you is greater than the outside? Can you believe that God is greater? These are knowledge that you have to have. That God uh, God saves you. And he seals you. And he calls you. And he is capable of bringing you all the way uh, until Jesus Christ return. When you'll be presented faultless before the throne of God. For as I passed by and beheld your devotion, uh, chapter 17, 23, I found an altar uh, 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 with this inscription. Let's read it. To the unknown God. Isn't that amazing? To the unknown God. That means, can you just imagine uh, just imagine you building a house and you don't know what you're building. Somebody says, What are you building? Well, I don't know, I'm building a house. Uh, but you don't know uh what you're doing. See, you're worshiping God, but you don't know who he is. See, he's unknown. In other words, unknown means you was never introduced to him. Nobody has ever uh introduced you to him. See, I know my wife. See, because uh she was we were introduced to each other. So I know her. I know I know her. I, I, I live with her, I talk with her now. Uh, uh, She's not unknown to me There was a time when she was unknown But now she's not Because we've been introduced to each other There was a time when God was unknown to you But today he does not to be unknown to you Because what am I doing on my feet I'm introducing to you I am introducing to you The God that was unknown I'm telling you who he is Amen How great he is How wonderful he is What he has done for you What he will do for you And Paul went around. And he said look. Look Athenians. uh, The God that you're worshipping. Or the gods you're worshipping. You have many gods. Uh, The city was filled with God. And you don't know. uh, But there's one God. They knew the God. They knew the God. That they made of iron and silver. But he said there's one missing. There's one you don't know. Maybe they were were worshipping many gods. But there was one left out. And that's the problem today. The world has been worshipping many gods. Many, many gods. Every country, every nation. tribe has different gods. But one is missing. What, 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 which is the one that's missing? Paul said, I'm, I'm here to tell you. Uh, Paul said, as I go around and I see all of that, God, those gods. But there's one that's missing and is unknown. You don't know anything about him. Uh, although he's here. Uh, although he sends rain. Although he sends food. Although he blesses you. The very clothes you're wearing, the very breath uh, that he puts in your lungs, it's God. He's the one that's doing it, but you don't know him. Paul said, I'd like to bring him to you today and introduce him and open your eyes so you will know him. So when you lift up your hands, you don't see an idol. When you lift up your hands, you don't see wood and stone. But when you lift your hands up, you see through the spirit an everlasting loving God. And everlasting loving Father that loves you. He said, I'm introducing him to you. And that's why you and I are so blessed that someone would introduce this God to us. Otherwise, you look around and you could count your little beads and your seashells. And you think that's God. Or you could uh, carve a piece of stick and uh, you carve it like uh, make a Christmas tree out of part of it. But the other part you burn in the fire to keep you warm. And the other part you cook some food with it. Isn't that crazy? The same wood that you use to cook your food and keep you warm and make a Christmas life. Now you're worshipping it. Uh, that's, uh, that's the same silver and gold. You melt it and make images and idols. Uh, look look at what you've got around. You can make idols and images of your car. Idols and images of your boat, of your houses, of your children Of your wife, of your husband, everything can be an idol. Whatever you put before God can be an idol. And so, handle oh oh me, my high, my my wife, my uh, husband, my son John, his wife, you know, and us four, and no more. And you build a little world to yourself, and you think you know God, but you really don't know God. He's unknown to you until there's a ministry. That open up the door, open up your mind, open up the darkness of your mind and begin to show you who God really is. To show you that there's a God that made the sun, the moon, the stars. That there's a God that made Jupiter and Mars. That there's a God that uh, sends the rain and the sun and the cloud and he's alive. I said he's alive today. It's a living God that's alive, that's coming back to rule and to reign. After Jesus sent His Son, our uh, God is sent His Son Jesus to sit on the throne of His Father David. To the unknown God, isn't that amazing? Huh? That He made, uh, He made everything. It's like a, it's like a child. Don't even know the mother or the father. See? And the one who made you, the one who brought you forth, you don't even know. I don't know my mother. I don't know my father. Never seen my mother. Never seen. Uh, my father and you live and never know who your mother or father is and living in the world that God made. And we never know who he is, although he fed us, although he's close to us. He's not far from us. Uh, if if aptly, you can feel out, just reach out and just touch him. See, he's not far from you. If you just reach out and said, oh, oh, God, I don't know you. But today I want to know you. Oh, God, I've heard about you. Like Job said, I've heard about you by the hearing of the hearers. But my, now my eyes have seen you. Oh God, will you will you just reveal yourself to me? And right where you are, uh, hearing this word, God Almighty will reveal uh, himself to us. You have the Bible. and said, I've been reading the book, but I don't understand it. And I've heard preachers preach and they shout and drum and scream and run and allo and bawl and claim that they know. But when it's all over, I didn't get anything. I, I'm not any closer. My mind is still bl- blank. And darkness is in my mind. But I want light in my mind. I want light in my understanding. Paul says. After many years he cried. Oh that I might know him. And the power of his resurrection. Is, isn't there a longing inside of you this morning. That you want to know him. Huh. Or will somebody. Uh, here, here? Will somebody introduce me to him. Will somebody bring me to. The man called Jesus. Will somebody uh, let me know who he is? Uh, introduce. Will somebody please tell him uh, that I love him? Tell him I want to know him. Will someone just lead me? That's what the ministry is to lead you to Christ, the Son of the Living God. So there'll be a relationship, and the controversy will be will be broken down. There'll be no more war or strife between you and God. He said uh, to the unknown God that you can't just. Uh, Passed by. The writer make sure. He puts that in, uh, in large uh, words. And nobody would miss it. Uh, uh, to the unknown God. Whom. Look at that. Whom. Therefore you ignorantly worship. You ignorantly worship. You're worshiping him. But you're not, uh, not with knowledge. You're not with truth. You're worshiping him. But that's not the way he's worshiped. Because there's an order to God. When When you come to church and you believe that you can give God anything, anything goes. There's no order to God. But on your job, you've got order. When the boss says, don't do that, you don't do that. But when you come to church, oh, anything goes. There's no order to God. I can do whatever I want. Anybody can do what? Oh, the pastor, just push him aside and don't even bother with him. Oh, come on. You you see what I'm saying? Because we don't know God. But when you know God, you know that if you've got a better order on your job, than you have in the church, something is wrong, because the church is the uh, the pillar and the ground of the truth. The church is the place where you hear the word of God. The place, the church is the place where you're brought into oneness with God, into the order of God. So when you push the church away, it's like anything goes. Anybody, everybody's idea. That's what the Athenians were doing. See, everybody's got their own ideas. And they were worshipping. But they didn't know what they were doing. They ignorantly worship him. And Paul says. Whom you ignorantly. Look at that. Worship. Uh, what it mean to be ignorantly worshipping something. Now did you know that God has a book. Called the Bible. The word of God. Uh, holy men of God spake as they were moved. By the Holy Ghost. Do you know we have an order in the Bible. And if you step out of the order of the Bible anything you do, no matter how sweet, how good it is, whether it's a song, a message, whatever it is, then that's ignorantly worshiping God. That means it's not according to knowledge. Ignorance means it's not according to knowledge. And God said, I've got a controversy against you because you are worshiping, but it's ignorant. It's not according to my word. And we, we, we get a verse of scripture or two and we begin to dance and shout and sing around it. But what about What about the many other words that we put in that's contrary to the mind of God? You've got to stay in the Bible. You've got to stay according to the word of God. But it said that you're ignorantly worshiping. You're ignorantly preaching. You're ignorantly praying. You're ignorantly uh, talking about me. And when you say something about me, it's not right. Like those three friends of Job. They said, they were talking, read it. They had a long message. But when God came on the scene, God says, they did not represent me right. See, so that's ignorantly. You talk, you preach. But when it's all over, did you tell the people exactly what God said? Exactly what the word of God says? And to be true and right, you have to stay in the, the law and the prophets. You've got to stay according to the apostles doctrine, the Bible says. And they continued steadfastly. You know why they were right? And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and the breaking of bread and fellowship. But this is powerful this morning. I hope you're, you're listening. Whom they ignorantly worship. God said, I've got a charge against you because you're worshiping me. But it's not in spirit. And it's not in truth. So be careful now. When you stand on your feet or you, you, you begin to talk, sing, preach or whatever it is. When you open your mouth, that's according to the word of God. You can't just flow flow, uh, thoughts or words around. That's not according to the word of God. You've got to make sure. Otherwise you're ignorantly worshipping him and you don't know him. When you don't know him, what do you have to do? Sit down and find someone that knows God and ask them to help you to understand, to know him. And then you begin to know him. How long does it take? How long? You mean that you just come and get saved a year or two and you know God so much? No. It takes a long time, okay, to know Him. How do you know Him? Do you know Him in justification, sanctification, glorification? Do you know Him in all of that? His redeeming power and His blood. Do you know Him in completing you into the image of God? Do you know Him in translating you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of. Well, do you know Him? Huh? Is there changes in your mind? Huh? How do you feel about Him? How do you really feel about him? It's not more than just get up and say, I know Jesus, say eh? why well, there's a depth and a knowledge to God. There's an understanding to Almighty God. Uh, you have to know what he is doing today. Otherwise, you'll be deceived. And the Bible said, see that no one deceived you. That means just make a fool out of you. I'll keep you in that ignorance. That means you don't know what the law and the prophets has to say. Uh, oh, Everybody knows to a degree that Jesus... Is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Yes. But tell me some more. Huh? Tell me some more. Oh, yes. He's coming back. And uh, he's coming back and uh, for the church. Uh, yes. Tell me some more. Oh, the church uh, is not going to go through the tribulation. All right. The church is not going to go through the tribulation. But who is the church? I am the church. We are the church. Oh, what makes you the church? Well, I accept Jesus as my Savior. Brother, you're going to find out. Uh, go and read First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5. First, and you find the whole long set of, of things that you have to do right there and your qualification uh, you go inside and you apply for a job right and there's a there's a thousand people apply for one job you got to have qualification what are they looking for certain uh, qualification that they look for and if they want a carpenter why they they're not gonna take a tailor uh, to go and build a roof they're gonna look for a carpenter a roofer See, you've got to understand. And uh, you want to, you uh, as someone that leads you onto the truth, to the knowledge, to the wisdom of God, uh, and understand, if I don't even know what's necessary, what's the controversy that like God is against the church, how am I going to lead you to the truth? Yeah? When God says there's no truth, well, I've got to find out what is the truth. but it will take you all day and all week to begin to explain I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, there's only one truth, and that's Jesus Christ. And he covers from Genesis to Revelation. He comes from eternity. Uh, He's the Alpha and Omega. How long would it take you to begin to understand what is the truth? eh? You got time to sit down? Oh, you don't. Jesus is Lord. That takes more than that. See, to understand. than mercy. Uh, His mercies goes beyond the heavens. Uh, Do you have time to sit down and hear all of that? Uh, I'm new every morning. What, What caused him that every morning he renews his mercies? Uh, his loving kindness, Extend the mercies, that uh, he sees, and uh, he has compassion, and he sees even the sparrows that fall. Come on, uh, and the, the, the knowledge. My God, look at. Go count the stars. He told Abraham, "Go count the stars," and he sent you out there to count the sand of the seashore. Ah, uh, and he count. He, then he comes closer. He said, "Count the number of hair that you have on your head." Uh knowledge. Do you have that? Hmm? Do you have that? And God knows everything about you. He said, count the birth you've taken, the number of steps that you've made. Go ahead and count uh, uh, your days. Can you tell uh, when your days will be, how long you will be uh, on the earth? Can you tell? No, we don't know all those things. You see, we are lacking knowledge. Uh, Then go ahead, tell us something about God, about the persons of Almighty God, deity, the divine nature of God, where he came from. Does he have a... Does he have a maker? Who made God? Nobody made God. Uh, He's ever, always, ever, eternal. And you begin to, why does he save you? Why does he love you? Although you're a sinner. How could he send his only begotten son? Uh, 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 Which was the word. And that word entered into the womb of a virgin, a little girl, and became God. And became a savior. Became a man to say, come on. We've got to have some knowledge of God in our hearts. So you've got to go to church. not just a little visit. And you didn't come to church. You didn't come to church to run the church. You came to church to sit down with the Bible and open up the Bible and follow what the scripture has to say. That's all you have to do. It's to follow the word of God. Well, I'm there to instruct. No, you're not. Uh, um, no, you're not to instruct. You are to sit down and get the knowledge. You cannot be a teacher unless you're first taught. You have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And this is not a joke. You're not playing You're not playing, uh, uh Uh, with uh, a comic book. When you take the Bible up, this is not a little comic book or the newspaper that you read. This is the word of God. And this is the truth. And you cannot declare the truth unless you have the truth. See? Well, I will just... Listen, everybody. Listen. Come on. Get your mind on God. Don't sleep. See? Uh, You have to get your mind on the Lord. See what I'm saying? And you get a nice little dose. Go to bed at night Saturday night. See? So, um, you know, you have to hear the word. See? That's the truth. I just declare truth. See, because if you're sleeping, then you won't hear the word of God. Now, don't get upset with me because I wake you up. See that? Pastor job. the judge, the judge would tell you up there if you're sleeping, said, say, Mom, wake up. I take your hat off. Put away that phone. But when you come to church, you can play with your phone. See, do you understand how the courts has got better order? Because you wouldn't get mad at the judge, but you'd get mad at the pastor. You'd get mad at the pastor for setting an order in the church. No, he cannot set an order in the church. Well, what do you think is going to be presented to God? That's what Israel missed it. And that's what the men and, and, and women or whoever they are in Athens missed it. Because they didn't think that God was so so um, uh, uh, well was special or what that they should give him right uh, according to his word. They just come and give him everything. That's what Eli's sons did. They just put a few pieces of coal, uh, was a cane. That just offer God anything. Give me some potatoes and cabbage. And give it to God. It's not that important. But there was a man called Abel. Who understood. Abel understood. So what did Abel do? What did Abel do? Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. You know why? Because he had the truth. Because he had the knowledge of Almighty God. Your offering tells how much you know about God. Your tithe tells how much you know about God. Well, I don't give tithe. I, I don't believe. I just believe that giving what you have. Is that right? That's not Bible. That's not Bible. The Bible says bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Well, what about that little widow woman? The Lord didn't tell her not to give it. She gave her all. And the Lord commended, it for, commended her for us. So when just give whatever you tell IRS there, you tell the IRS that uh, I'll just give you what I have. See? So the IRS has got a better doctrine. But it's not true. It's not true. You cannot violate the word of God. Bring ye all of the tithe and I'm not even preaching on tithe and offering, but that's the truth. Bring all of the tithe and offering into the storehouse. See? And the storehouse is the church. It's not your bank account. It's what belongs to God. And Israel got in that trouble. Israel would not pay tithe. Malachi tells you that. They wouldn't give to God. And uh uh, and all of that. They, they, they killed the prophets. They stoned the prophets. They wouldn't believe the word of God. And so they were now here. Not Israel but the Gentiles in Athens. Right. The unknown God. Paul said whom therefore you ignorantly worship. Notice. They were doing it in vain. So ignorance. You're doing something I say I'm doing it. I'm going to worship God in my own way. Ignorantly. Ignorantly, you can't do that. You have to have a knowledge of God. And they were worshiping God, but it was in ignorance. Today, let me ask you a question. Is the worship that we give to God, is it in the truth? Is it in the spirit? Is it according to the knowledge of which it's written? Or is it according to our own mind? We go to church and say, I don't know what God's going to do, but let's give him something. God's not asking you to give him something. God's already given us the word. And it's for us now to abide by the word of God. See, well, I I have to study how to make up something for God, a program. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I told one church, I was preaching overseas because they had a long menu. You know, you go to the restaurant, Sister Mary, and you sit down and they give you a menu. You You walk in there and you pick out what you want. And I want a little bit of that, but I don't want that. But give me a whole lot of this, but none of that. Have you ever, you know, gone to a restaurant and you have a choice. And so you go uh, Sunday morning is like, God, come to your restaurant, your church. And you, have, you put the menu and say, this is what we planned for you last night. This is what we've got a program for you, Lord. Now, we know you're going to speak, but will you please sit over there until we uh, 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 feed you and plan the menu. By that time, God is gone. God is gone. See, you don't give. I didn't come to church to give God something. I come to church to receive from the Lord. And we come to church remember you come to church to receive from the Lord not to give in this so, uh, uh, I'm disappointed I didn't give that to God. Maybe God didn't want to hear it. See God know your thoughts and God didn't want to hear that stuff. See so uh, we've got to get back to where it's not what I can give to God but what he has done for me and I've got to get to the word of God I have to get into the Bible into the word of God and begin to look at the scripture again. So when I get to know him, oh, Paul said that I might know him. Get that? And the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, and be made conformable unto his death. If Paul wanted to, um, Paul wanted to know him, uh, to the unknown God, whom therefore look at that, whom therefore you ignorantly worship. That's really a slap. Ignorantly, if somebody walking, the apostle walking to your church. And they tell you, yes, all of that. But it wasn't according to knowledge. You were, you were ignorant about what you're doing. So you were singing, yes. Now you were preaching, yes. But it was not according to the word of God. See, you got away from the prophets. You got away from the word of God. See, whom you therefore ignorantly worship. Paul said, look, but we can change it. So that can be changed today. All of that lack of knowledge. No mercies, no truth, no grace. no under- Paul said, before the service is over, that can be changed. What happened? He said, because I'm declaring him to you. I, will you listen? I'm revealing him to you. Will you listen to that? He said, this morning what I've done, I've declared him unto you. So therefore, from now on, you have no excuse. You don't have to ignorantly worship him. But your worship became knowledge. Where, where did they get that knowledge from? From a man of God that knows. First, he knows that what they are doing was wrong. And now he comes with the answer. It's not only pointing out a mistake. But you've got to have the answer. You've got to have the answer. And does your message cause people to fall? Or cause them to change? See? Does your message cause people not to go forward in God? Or wake them up? Well, I'm afraid to wake them up uh, spiritually or whatever. They'll get mad at me. No. But they'll die in sleeping spiritually. i wake thou that sleepest. And arise from the dead. There's a lot of dead churches. Dead people. Dead pastors. That's Christian. So today we are here. What a wonderful day. Whom therefore you ignorantly worship. Him declare, next verse. Him declare I unto you. Then notice what he's doing. Notice what he's doing. How he's coming down and talking to them. God, let's read, that made the worlds and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven. And her heaven and her dwelleth not in temples made with hands. He's not dwelling in temples made with hands. Is that is that wonderful? You show he's introducing. Dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is worship with carved images. You can't go and carve out a piece of image or count a bead and find it. Do you understand? First, you've got to pull men away from the thing that's binding them. Their habits. Their spirit. If you got a controlling spirit, the pastor's got to pull that away from you and replace it with another spirit, with a spirit of humility. Okay? You control everything. You override everything. You can't do that with the house of God. He says... Neither is worship with men's hands. As though he needed anything. All right, here. This is powerful. When you know the scripture, are you all listening? Just listen for me As though he comes around and he's begging you for a little something. So the church will continue. So the pastor better not preach the word of God. Because if he does, you're going to be awfully upset and you're not going to pay your tithe. And look how the church is going to suffer. Do you, do you understand Or you ignorantly ignorantly worshiping? You deceive yourself because that's not true. That's not true. Because upon this rock. will I, I build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against. It's not built on you. The church is not built on me. So whether you serve or do. Well I'll cause the church to suffer. What church? You cannot. I won't do this. And I won't do this. As if God needs you or me. He doesn't. And because I don't know the word of God, I ignorantly worship him, believing that, well, everybody's got to do what I say. Because if they don't do what I say, then I will not clean the church. I will not help. I'll just pack my stuff and I'll leave. And the church will go under. Tell me one church that failed because somebody never paid your time. I'm talking about a true church. God is a sustainer. God is the one that keeps Israel. God is the one that keeps the church. And if you put your confidence in God. Nobody. Nobody. Because the man that has the word of God is not at the mercy of the church. It's the church that needs Paul. He was not at the mercy of the Thessalonians or the Athenians. If he wasn't there, they wouldn't know. So who had the truth? Paul. And Paul said, I'm here to declare the truth to you because you're ignorantly worshiping God. And if you die that way, you're in trouble. That's what happened in church. And that's why we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And it's not me, my high. You have nothing to do. You never die on the cross. You never shed your blood. I've never done it. Let's wake up. Need to worship with man's hands as though he needed anything. He doesn't need anything. Seeing he give it to all what? Life. Can you understand that? He's the one that give you life. See, that dollar bill you got in your pocket. That burger you're going to eat. How you heat that's stew. It's God that gave you. He gave you uh, that. He gave you tea to chew that hopper. <laughs> Let me go on. Like you, you give it life and breath in your lungs and all things. Everything you've got. Yes, even if you don't give it back to God, that tithing off, he gave it to you. Can you humble yourself? You got nothing. You and I have nothing. We are paupers, offerings, beggars. And then we put it around as if God is begging us. God's not begging you a thing. Well, I won't support the work of God. I won't do that. But you're going to die after a while. Or 20 years, 30 years, you're going to die after a while. I'm going to die. I came here in this world to see a church. And I'm going to leave it seeing a church. Verse 26 says, Look what he did, and as made of one blood, all nations. And I little, I'm still studying that because I think it's really made of one clay, not blood. Because you go to get your blood DNA, it, it, all of us got different. Am I right? Okay, let me go on. But one, we're the same dust. One dust, one clay, and we're taken from it. We go right back, and I determined. The times before appointed and the bounds of the habitation. This is powerful. That means he determine when you, you were born. When you were born, who's your mom and dad? How, how, come, how come your mom uh, uh, might be home and suddenly she feel like going to the mall? And your dad feel like going to the mall too. And they begin to walk down the stairs and suddenly I cross. And before you know it, a year after... Wah. You married an of a child. How come? Accident? No. That was God determined that to bring you forth. How come? How come it's you? It could be somebody else. You could be not born. But here you are, out of all of that, you know what I'm talking about, that nosy stuff. Said, uh, it could have been somebody, something else pushed by, by you, but you came. What a God! You're not here by accident. God brought you here today. And in this world. You didn't appoint it. He appointed it. And you don't even know your bounds. You don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know when you're going to die. You can look back at your birth. But you can't look look forward to your death. You don't know. But God knows. The bounds of the habitation. How long are you going to be on the earth? In closing. That they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel no notice here feel after him and find him. Although he's not far from every one of us. He's not far. But it takes a ministry to bring him forth. The one you ignorantly worship, it takes a ministry that know him to begin to introduce him to you. I hope this morning that. I was, of today that I've been uh, I, I was able to at least introduce him a little bit to you. Amen. That you're leaving this morning say, oh my God, I was glad I'm in church. Hallelujah. Oh God, I don't want to ignorantly worship you anymore. I've got to go to church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope so. That they should seek the Lord. Why do I introduce you to him? That you might seek him if happily. They might feel after him. You know what I mean? When you can't find him, you can't feel him, you still push away. They might feel after him and find him, though he be not far. Look at that. He's not far from any one of us. He's right here, but you have to know how. That he's right here. Amen. That's it. So this morning, that's my message to you. And that today he might not be any more unknown. But you might know him in truth. In mercy. And in knowledge. To settle that great controversy. Where my peace I give unto you. That there is peace between you and God. And the war is settled. No more fighting. In Jesus name.